have faith in God is not a stagnant state. It's a journey. As a believer, we should grow in our knowledge of God and His Word. Walk with Alan Cutting and many other believers as together we walk the Believer's Journey. Welcome to the Believer's Journey. And thank you again for joining us today um, in our quest for Bible teaching. And I want to thank everybody for your prayers. I want to thank everybody uh, who watches our program, who comments on our program. I would like to see more comments and especially subscriptions. I think a lot of people are afraid to subscribe. They think they might have to pay and there's no money involved. But uh, go ahead and subscribe and make comments. Uh, we use your comments. I answer everybody and some of them we use actually use on our programs. Um, so I just want to give that little push there for that. I want to... This week has been an interesting week. These actually last three weeks have been really interesting. Many of you who watch this program know that I have many friends in Moldova and Ukraine and in those areas. And so keep praying for them. I'm on uh, I'm in contact pretty much uh, daily with them. And you could tell the stress that is going on with the missionaries who are in Moldova. There have been over 250,000 refugees that have escaped out of Ukraine into Moldova. Uh, and these people are, you know, they're putting up for them for the night, giving them uh, a place to stay, food, toiletries, diapers, whatever they need. Some of them stay and some of them move on to whether it be Poland or uh, Romania or even uh, Czech Republic. So they are busy doing this. Uh, if um, you want to help support that effort, you can go to our website, thebelieversjourney.net, and contact us by email. Or um, if you want to donate, there's a donate page just right in there for uh, Moldova refugees or for Ukraine, and we'll go ahead and forward that. Okay, well anyway, today we have a, a pretty interesting show. Um, I have a guest here, her name is uh, Rebecca Maggie, and we met a few years ago uh, through yeah. our friends from Moldova, yeah. Radu and Luda, and Radu told me yesterday that he will be watching. So you may want to just give him a <laughs> shout and say hello. Hello, Radu. I miss you. miss you and Luda. would like to see you, and we're praying for you. We love you. We um, just know that there's a lot going on, so we're praying daily, and we love you very much. Well, Rebecca... Um, You've been a Christian. I, I was reading your bio, and you've been a Christian since you were nine years old. And the way you stated it was really shocking to me in a positive way. I've been a Bible-believing believer Christian. And I'm like, wow. You know? Blood Bible-believing Christian, yes. yes. So what is it like to be a Christian at that age on? Well, um, I was... Uh, an adopted child at three weeks old, so I was raised in a Christian family. I was an only child, and um, so I went to church all the time, and I just knew at nine that um, I wanted Jesus to be my Savior. I wanted Jesus to be, he loved me, and I loved him, and I just wanted to, him to forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. That doesn't mean that my entire life after that was um, perfect perfect or easy. And there were many times when um, I had 
wandered away or been drawn off, you know, and, but, you know, Jesus never leaves us nor forsakes us. And so um, there were times when I felt like I was so far away, but he was right there. So I just needed to turn back and tell him I love him and that I'm sorry and please forgive me. And he was always there to um, to forgive me and to set me back on the straight path. Why I think it's incredible is because there's so many people who feel like they have to have this great testimony of, oh, well, you know, I was once a professional football player and I, <laughs> yeah. or I was deep in drugs or deep in sin or whatever it was, and it gives them a great testimony. However, I think it's really cool to have a testimony that you became a believer at a young age. I mean, you don't have to have this great, you know, I came out of the pits of, or dungeons or the streets or whatever it was right. to have a great testimony. And and I was reading your bio, and I think that you seem to be a pretty cool person. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> it's not about me. It's uh, what the Lord has done. But it's about your choices. And choices, I think, have been a, good, a great thing. You worked uh, in San Antonio uh, at the pregnancy. Um, we had a, uh, at that time, back in, what did I say, 87 and 88? In the 90s. 90, oh, okay. There was uh, the pregnancy care program in um, Pregnancy Center in San Antonio had a program that I was in charge of for a while called the Shepherding Home Program. And we would, uh, girls who had nowhere to go, who were pregnant, who um, were either their parents had said they couldn't live in their home or their boyfriend had had deserted them, um, we would take them in and we would find families. Families would sign up and we would train them to take young women into their home while they were pregnant until they had their babies. And then the the girls would either choose whether they were going to um, choose adoption or parent their child. So they would, uh, the pregnancy center, pregnancy care center would help them uh, with e- either decision, they would give them uh, parenting training. They would help them find a job, or they would help them uh, find a family. And they would go through different adoption agencies mm. until they found one. But it was very rewarding, and we had several young women in our home, and they would stay for different lengths of time. But during that time, we were able to witness. Uh, the love of Jesus to them and uh, and give them the gospel message. And many came to know Jesus as their Savior. That's wonderful. You know, I think it's great when you can open up your doors to people. And and it's like a lot of times they're like, well, why are you doing this? And I don't know if right. you've experienced that, but yes. why are you doing this? But then it's like, well, let me tell you about Jesus. Yes. It just opens the door. Right. And I'm finding more and more people. I mean, this was happening in Moldova. I'm getting mess- information from all these different missionaries over there that they're letting them into their homes or into their um, camps or churches or yeah. areas, and they're they're shocked. They're they've lost everything. They're, they're shocked, and they'll say, "Why are you doing this? You don't even know me." 
Mm-hmm. And that opens the door to say, well, yes. let me tell you about Jesus. And that's what we're praying for, that many yeah. will come to know Jesus through this terrible yeah. time. So so I think it's, it's remarkable that uh, we reach out. My ministry is mainly to those who are believers, believers are seeking Jesus in a more deeper way to teach mm-hmm. them the Word. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I've had several on my program here who... You know, like Ken Freeman. I mean, he teaches directly to those who are lost, and yeah. he brings them in, and many do. And I think that's really cool. In fact, on a program, he says, "You know, I, I bring them, I bring them in, and then I give them to you." <laughs> I had yes. to laugh at that. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, and now um, you also are the founder of a ministry called uh, Speak the Word Live. Yeah. This is in uh, San Antonio. You do this. Um, I, I just mentioned to you before that I have seen, um, I don't think it was you, but I've seen somebody um, mm-hmm. teach this or read your scriptures there at the Alamo here in San Antonio. Yeah. Tell us about, about you do this with your husband also, correct? Yes. 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 Um, we started this in 2007, mm-hmm. and it was um, the Lord. The Lord said, I want my word spoken. Um, when I was at the Alamo, just down there as a tourist, and there are street preachers there at the Alamo, and they were um, yelling, and you know they were they were maybe the message uh, was the delivery of the message was not drawing people to them. So I heard clearly the Holy Spirit say, "I want my words spoken, not theirs." So um, I prayed over, I prayed about that, and the Lord just showed me, or told me, that um, it is His word that is the truth, His word that is holy. It's not our words. It's not, you know, we are to hide His word in our heart that we might not sin against Him. So it's speaking His word. We we feel sometimes that we don't have, we don't like Moses, you know, why send me because I don't know how to, what to say. And the Lord said, don't worry about what you're going to say. I will tell you. So with God's word, we don't ever have to be concerned about what we're going to say. And so the Lord just uh, put that strongly as a passion on me. And um, so I went back to our church and I uh, talked to our pastor, and I talked to some of the other uh, people there, and they prayed about it. And I said, you know, what the Lord has shown me is that we are to speak his word out loud in a public place. And um, one of the other women there had been praying about it, and she said, the Lord showed me it should be at the Alamo. So we took went in December of 2007. We and about 80 other people, and we do it in in four-hour blocks of time. So we start at 8 a.m. in the morning, and this is for, we do it 24 hours a day. We read 24 hours a day. So we started at 8 a.m. The first team would come from 8 to 12, and then 12 to 4, and 4 to 8, and around the clock. And I've been asked, um, why 24 hours a day? Why not just, you know, for four hours a day or eight hours a day or something? It's because that's what the Lord said, showed me. 
24 hours a day, read my word until you finish. And we start in Genesis 1-1 on uh, December 26th at 8 a.m. And we finish around 6 p.m. on December 29th. Takes about 80 hours, and we read the New King James Version. So, um, you know, the purpose is to get the Word to people and people to the Word. And the Word is not just the written Word. The Word is Jesus. So we're, we're getting Jesus to people and people to Jesus. So when we're reading, it's, it's not just about reading out loud. It's about ministering to and worshiping. You know, God's Word, He loves His Word. And so when we uh, read, we're reading to Him. We're worshiping Him through the reading of His Word. And it's different when you read uh, silently. When you have the, the Bible open and you're reading, you see it. And But when you're reading out loud, you see it, you hear it, it's in your mouth, it's on your lips. So it penetrates. And um, so we have had phenomenal, uh, there's just been many, many testimonies throughout the years because this was our 15th year. We've given away thousands of Bibles, hundreds of thousands of gospel tracts, and I don't know how many bottles of water. (laughs) So we put together a bag that has a Bible, and it's a complete New King James Version Bible in a paperback form, but it's a nice size Bible, and a gospel tract and a bottle of water, and that's what we give out. Plus, we also give away children's uh, biblical books, and we pray. We pray with people. We pray over the entire area before we start, and when people come and talk to us, we pray with them. We lead people to the Lord. We uh, encourage them. And um, so it's it's about fulfilling the not only the Great Commission of going and telling and um, taking the gospel to, to the lost, but it's about encouraging and uplifting Christians to be bold in our faith to boldly share our faith. And some people have trouble doing that. Um, But with Speak the Word, you can come and read. You don't have to talk, share, you know, you don't have to witness if you don't want to. But I'm telling you, once you get there, the Holy Spirit just starts working. And people have many testimonies about reading first, and then um, they rotate. So when they get tired, then someone else will start reading. And they start talking to people and praying. So it's more than just reading. It's, it's yes. You're also sharing. You're giving them the gospel uh, physically. Yes. And water, of course. <laughs> um, and uh, this is good. This is good. Yes. So how, when you're, when you're there... How many people, let's say from, do you know, from San Antonio opposed to people who are visiting, do you know you you reach or you speak to? There are people from all over the world at the Alamo during that week after Christmas. 
Um, the Alamo Bowl is being played at that time. So we have people, whoever the teams are that are playing, uh, those folks are in town. We have people uh, from all, uh, like I say, from all walks of life, from all uh, parts of the world. And we have opportunities to witness to many, um, many people. And the Lord draws them because God's word is holy. It's pure. It's the truth. And so people not only just, they don't just hear us. And we do have a, a small uh, microphone. Mm. We're not, we don't have a big booming, you know, we're not trying to uh, scream at people. We are uh, being very respectful, very uh, reverent in our reading. And we stand at a little podium that we have there. It's just a little metal, you know, like a music stand with the Bible on it. And uh, so people are drawn to us and they will ask us what we're doing. And so we tell them. And one person will be reading. Two people are um, handing out Bibles and and talking to people, and two other people are out praying with people. So it's an opportunity to um, tell them about Jesus. And they, they are so, people are so hungry and thirsty. So we give them uh, the bread of life as well as, and and the living water, as well as some water for their physical body. So it's a wonderful time, and we have a great time. It's fun. You know, there's no more joy that you can have than doing God's work and being in His presence and the Holy Spirit working through you. And so uh, we we go with uh, expectation that God is going to do miraculous things, and He does. Every year. So you have a team of five, basically? Yes. Okay. You know, I like it that you read from the New King James Version. That's what I use to teach from. Oh, so it's yes. pretty accurate. Well, you know, we have um, children mm-hmm. all the way to any age that come and read. And uh, the little children like to read. They don't read very long, but, you know, they... They come to the podium and they'll read some. And uh, so it doesn't matter how old you are, uh, how much you know about the Bible. Many people have, uh, young, new Christians have come and joined us. And they will tell me, you know, because we start in Genesis and we just keep going. So the next team picks up where the last team left off. So people will tell me um, the where I read while I was down there was exactly what I needed to hear. And we hear that a lot. And um, so any age, and we have people from other churches who come join us. It's not just our church. This is anyone who wants to, who loves the Word of God, the truth of the Word of God, that uh, and want to share that. When I lived on Maui back in the 80s, um, I was in Lahaina a lot, 
I worked in this little store, and across the street where they have this, the, it's a famous banyan tree there. Kind yes, of. I've been there. Okay, so it covers <laughs> the entire block. Yes, in Maui, yes. right? Yes, I've been there. So there used to be a guy that came out regularly to preach, but he was yelling and screaming. Yes. And he wasn't reading necessarily, but he was right. preaching, yelling and screaming. Yeah. And, I, and I saw people who would cross the street and go because of the, I guess right. it's, and in the stores, you can hear the yelling and screaming inside mm-hmm. the store. And almost like sometimes you could hear what he's saying and sometimes you couldn't. But yeah. but I like what you, you've come up with as far as reading the word. Um, I think it's really cool. And, you know, even if they don't hear what we're reading, mm-hmm. um, they see that we're reading. And we have a banner on our podium that says what we're doing. And... Um, so I had a phone call from that first year that we were there. I don't know how they got my number. But anyway, the man said that he really appreciated seeing Christians living out their faith. And that really stuck with me for, you know, that we don't have to be, um, we don't have to go to a foreign country. We don't have to be um, in a, we can live out our faith any time, all the time. And so he was seeing us do that by by reading God's word in this public place. And, you know, we don't have to have a permit. We still have um, freedom of speech. And people will ask me that. Well, do you have to get a permit? Do you have to pay or anything? No, we don't have to. We're just there and we're reading. And I like it said we're doing it respectfully we have god has given us favor at the alamo we have the alamo rangers who watch over us at night the alamo uh, park police they're there if we have any trouble we've never really had any trouble we've had a little bit of heckling now and then but we just tell them we love them would you like a bible and so you know our our hope and trust is in the Lord, and His Word is truth, and that's why we're there to share that. So, I on your Facebook, by the way, if you want to see more, uh, read more about um, Speak the Word Live, you can go to uh, Rebecca's uh, Facebook page, which I believe is um, facebook.com forward slash. Uh, it's Speak, speak the, the Word, Word Live. Live. Yes. Uh, There is another, there's another, but the, when the page comes up, it's a picture of the Bible with our pastor's hand on top of it. And you can see that right now on your, on your screen. Uh, There is where it is. If you go to our website, uh, the Believer's Journey website and go to the guest page, you can see uh, actually Rebecca's bio. You can also see the logo at the bottom by clicking on that. We'll take you to the Facebook page. And on the right hand side of that logo is the logo of the church you attend, yeah. which supports the um, Speak the Word Live. And if you click on that, it will go to the their website. You actually, I put it so you'll go to the donate page. Yes. Just oh. click on the just click on the menu, and and at the very bottom, you know, you have ministry, which is Speak the Word Live. Yeah. And so, if you want to um, contact them to because you want to help them, you want to be part of them, you want to support them, it's all right there. 
Now, I also saw that on your um, Facebook page that you are expanding. Yes. So tell us about your expansion. Um, my husband and I go to Red River, New Mexico in the summer, and the Lord just led us to the... We, we had friends who went there every summer. So while we were there, we were we prayed about where God wanted us to do this next. And there's a, a big public park in the middle of Red River. It's a uh, family town in the summer and a, a ski town in the winter. But people from... I, we've met people from um, Poland and Romania and different places, China, there in Red River, New Mexico. And so we started, uh, we, we do speak the word in July. And it takes my husband and I, where we can do it here in at the Alamo in 80 hours. Uh, it still takes us 80 hours, but it takes us 20 days to do 80 hours in New Mexico because it's my husband and I. Now, some People have come from our church and joined us at different times while we've been there for a few days. But basically, we read four to five hours a day, and it takes us 20 days. And um, it's just another area where God has done wonderful, miraculous things. And um, like I said, we have uh, young people that work come as uh they work in Red River during the summer from China. So we've had an opportunity to witness to, to them. So I, I'm assuming that uh, when people give to your ministry, you're, you're using those gifts for to purchase Bibles? Yes. And water? Yes, and gospel tracts and children's Bible books. Yes. So, and is there any, do you provide an income to yourself or so forth? through this ministry. No. So that's really, so same here. I don't provide an income for me either. <laughs> don't make enough. <laughs> and we pretty much support the, uh, my husband and I, uh, we travel in our motorhome in the yeah. summer. And so we, we go there and we stay in Red River for a month. And every day we're down in the park. And then after uh, Red River, we go to, um, Boulder, Colorado. And in Boulder, um, it's a totally different environment, totally different. And we have an opportunity there to uh, bring the Word of God to a really lost part of the United States there. Ninety percent of people in Boulder are unchurched. So uh, we are only we only read the New Testament in Boulder. We're only there a week. But uh, it is a a wonderful time, and and like I said, it's a joy wherever we go to. And the Lord uses this simple act of re- reading His holy word to spread. The vision was that we would start in San Antonio, and people would start pick up on the same. Um, way of of ministering and and reaching out and in other states other countries around the world my vision was that, that we would be proclaiming god god's word out loud speaking god's you know the power of the spoken word is god spoke everything into being 
and the power of the spoken word is mighty, and his word will not return void. So we speak it into the airwaves, like you know, like here, you speak into the airwaves, and uh, he uses that for his purpose. So the vision was that his word would be spoken out loud continuously throughout the entire world. And so we just are being obedient. One woman asked me once, after reading the Bible through so many times, what have you learned? And I never had been asked that question before. And so I just realized the one thing I've learned is to trust and obey. In all ways, everything, we just trust and obey the Lord. We trust him that he is has everything in his control and we obey him because that's the only way for us to you know, it's interesting you say that because I, I'm getting, I'm beginning to believe more and more people who actually really read the scriptures and honestly read them. That's what they come out with is to, that our lives need to be entrusting into Him and be obedient. Yes, and be obedient to Him. Yes, and that's what that's the way we are. We will be um, satisfied. He will take care of us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He won't fail us. And we just need to trust him. And and what is it? Uh, don't worry about things. Uh, he has everything in his control. He's working everything out for his uh, purposes. And um, so we... We trust him. I mean, we don't question his authority. Mm-hmm. And that's another. Um, and we don't question his love for us. So if there is anybody, I guess, worldwide, you know, and since you put it out there to the yes. entire world, yes. <laughs> there's anybody anywhere in the world who would like to um, start this program at where they live, they can email you. And, and you could help them with the foundation of this? I Yes, of course. Okay. Um, yes, we've had people come to us while we're at the Alamo, and we'll tell them, you know, and it's briefly, it's that if you love the Word of God and the authenticity of the Word of God, the inerrancy of the Bible, and believe that, that God's spoken Word is powerful in your church, and it doesn't have to be a big church. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the way the Lord showed us to do it. You, I, you know, the, the big cross in Kerrville. Yes. Um, they do a Bible reading up there that came out from speak the word that is, um, not a 24 hour reading, but they read during the day. And so they just do it a little different. But, um, when we, when they prayed about it, that was the way that they, the Lord showed them to do it. So it doesn't have to be exactly like we do okay. it. And again, on our website, thebelieversjourney.com, if you yeah. go to our guest page, your email is right there at the bottom of yeah. your bio. And, and anybody who is interested uh, could always email you from here and there. And that sounds good. I really I really think what you're doing is really neat. I, I think that um, 
it's not the the norm, but but it's very nice, very nicely done. And you know, people will ask us, why do you read twenty four hours a day? Nobody's out here to hear you. First of all, the Lord is there to hear us, and there's also um, homeless. We've ministered to a lot of homeless people. There's um, people leaving the bars <laughs> in the middle of the night. There's street sweepers who are there. So we just trust God that he will bring us who he wants us to minister to. And that was the way that um, the vision that he gave and the instructions that he gave in the beginning of this. So that's why we're there 24 hours a day. Well, that's really neat. So speak the word live. Um, uh, look it up. Read about it. If you really want to uh, support this ministry, click on the link and yeah. go there. And uh, if you have questions, you there's the email. There's the Facebook. You can message. You take the messenger on that as well. Yes. Okay. And uh, really, really cool ministry. I think it's great. Well, we praise God for it. You know, it's, um, like I said, it's a joy to serve the Lord. Um, now, under our topics, one of the things you put down there was Bible distribution is one of your passions, okay? It's interesting because I travel a lot, and I stay in hotels more than I like to. <laughs> yeah. But I've noticed, I don't know for how long now, I've noticed a lot, because I open the drawers all the uh -huh. time, I've noticed more and more there aren't any more Gideon Bibles. No, there aren't. You know, and so talk to us about your passion and, and, and what's within your being about Bible distribution. Many years ago, I was at a, um, a Voice of the Martyrs seminar, mm -hmm. and they had a short video um, of people gathered in an Asian country, people gathered in a small room, and they were huddled together, <clears throat> and they were looking very ex expectant. And it was hard to tell whether they were expecting, like, someone to come in and start shooting them or what they were expecting, but they were just, you know, just very expectant. And a man comes in with a box, a large box, and he sets it in the floor and opens it up, and these people just run over to it, and they take Bibles out. And they start hugging and crying and kissing the Word of God. And they're saying, the Word of God. And they're just weeping. And so that really, really affected me. That we in America have as many Bibles as, as we can buy. I mean, people have all different versions, all different sizes and shapes in their homes if they have them or they don't have them. But we have the opportunity to have as many Bibles as we want. Those people had never held a Bible in their hand. And they were so overcome with, with joy at having God's Word. And like I said, they were weeping, and it just really affected me that there are people in the world who don't have a Bible. I never really thought about it before then. I thought anybody could get a Bible. That's my, you know, American way of thinking. Oh, if you can get it, order it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not true. And 
So um, the Voice of the Martyrs also, they have people in these restricted countries who uh, distribute Bibles, and they, they're on bicycles. They have little backpacks on. They go into these villages and take Bibles at risk of their own life. And so I'm not able to do that, to go into these other countries, but I want to get the Word of God into the hands of the lost. And that was one of the motivations for Speak the Word, that we not only just read, we hand out, we give away Bibles. And Alan, when we offer them, we offer them a book, a bag. It's a bag like this that has um, a Bible. This is basically different covers, but this is the New King James Version of the Bible. It's a complete Bible. So we have, and then we have um, children's books that are uh, in English and Spanish. This one's in Spanish, but I have English also. And then the adult Bibles are English and Spanish. And we put a Bible, a bottle of water, and a gospel tract, and we offer it. We just ask them, may I give you a Bible and a bottle of water? 99% of the people take them. We have never found any Bible thrown away. Mm. We pray over these Bibles before we uh, give them away. We pray over these cases and cases of Bibles. Um, and the little children, the little children love. They want, they want to know more about Jesus. And they'll come up and ask us, um, and we ask the parents, may we give your little, may we give your child a Bible book? Um, and the children just, they love them. And so this is another way for the parents to um, be, here's the English. But this is another way for the parents to, uh, you know, the little children will lead them. So if the parents don't know the Lord and they start reading this book to reading the Bible stories to them, that's another way that they can know about God and Jesus. And, and so it's, it's the, the children we want to give to as many children as we can. So, uh, these, these go very fast. And, uh, but like I say, we have never found from all these years of giving them out, we've never found one in a trash can. And I've looked <laughs> because I want to see they're taking it, the gospel tracks, they take them and they're reading them as they're walking away. And so, so. that's really cool. I know that uh, in my travels, uh, there was, I know one time in particular that uh, struck me, I was going to Moldova and I believe I was in Munich, Germany at the airport <clears throat> And I just happened to uh, come across a whole group that had that was also traveling to Moldova, and they were bringing blankets and shoes and a whole uh, bunch of boxes of Bibles, also. And um, yeah, I think it's it's really important. Uh, I have a problem that some of the Bibles are so expensive. It's like, you know, to me, it's all about the profit margin at that point, not necessarily getting the word out. And I'm all about getting the word out. 
So I, I really admire the fact that you're giving the Bibles out. Well, we I I ordered the the adult Bible mm -hmm. from Bibles by the Case, and I get them for I buy them in bulk, so I get them for a dollar thirty each, which is a very good price. The children's Bible, the children's books are more expensive, but um, it's. You know, we just want to make sure everybody gets the word of God and speak the word. Speaking the word of God out loud is not new. In Second Kings twenty-two eight, King Josiah, remember when um, Hilkiah found the when they were uh, rebuilding the temple after they went back to Jerusalem, um, they found the law, the law of Moses. And uh, King Josiah read it out loud, and the people repented. I mean, he tore his clothes because he said that uh, to tear down all of the idols and all of the high places, and they all repented. So he read it out loud to the people, and the people were weeping, and they repented. Um, <clears throat> also in Jeremiah, <clears throat> Jeremiah twenty three twenty eight says, "Whoever has my word, speak it faithfully." Um, and in First Peter, the word of God will remain forever. All things will pass away. Yeah, all things will pass away, but the word of God will remain forever. And you know, Jesus is the word. So we have God's written word, His uh, living word, Jesus, and I have been asked in the past, why don't you just read the New Testament? Read about Jesus in the New Testament. And I, t I tell them, Jesus is in the Bible from Genesis 1 to Revelation twenty two twenty one. 21. Well, and I'm, I'm writing my dissertation. Uh, well, actually, I'm writing now the proposal. And uh, I'm going to, I redo the basic Bible theology that it's been taught in universities forever. And I see the Bible, because that's part of my what I'm writing, I see the Bible as God's as a as a God's written revelation of himself. Yes. I know a lot of people say it's his love letter, but I see it it's it's revealing of God, who yes, he is. It is what, yes. what he's all about. And right. if you want to know what God is all about, read the scripture. I mean and we're talking from old to new. In fact, what a lot of Christians today don't understand is that when the disciples of after Jesus had ascended, when they talked about reading the scriptures, they were talking about reading the Old Testament. Yes, you know? yes. They... And, and I have a I have a guy in my class, and I agree with him. I said he doesn't like the idea that's called Old and New Testament. He thinks it should be called First and Second Testament because it's not. One's old and done away with. It's like right. one following and it's a completion of the other. And I agree. I think that's yes. really... Well, a, you know, the Jews don't call it the Old Testament. No. It's the Torah <laughs> and the Tanakh. And right. So, uh, yes, it's not old and dusty and not <laughs> used anymore. Um, if we wouldn't... I mean, you know, the genealogy of Jesus. It, it, the Bible was written by Jewish men. And mm -hmm. I, uh, so... It is uh, the entire Word of God yeah. is what we read. Not just we don't just pick out a certain scripture and make a, a ministry out of it. There is um, 
speaking God's word out loud, like I read in these scriptures, there is precedent for it. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, the New Testament, uh, believe it or not, it wouldn't make any sense if we didn't have the Old Testament because it refers to the Old Testament and it it bounces from the Old Testament. Yes. And Jesus, you know, Jesus quoted quoted the Old Testament. Testament. Yes. Yes. I think that's really cool. Now, the other thing we you want to talk about, which I think is really good, and it's probably more than one, but I'm really done this. I'm dissecting this passage on the Great Great Commission. Now, I'm going to read Matthew 28, 19, and 20 yeah. aloud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, what I really want to pull apart from this, I think think we, this is a passage that I believe many people in ministry or just many people in churches, they kind of brush through this and they they toss it or they brush through it and think, oh, I need to convert people and try to convert as many as I can and move on to convert more, to move on, to convert more. But I think as I look at the scripture, it doesn't say that at all. Right. First, it says make disciples. Yeah. You know, first off, what is a disciple? Is a, is a, is a student and a follower. And, and is yes. there anything else? Okay, student and follower. So we're to, we're to find and make followers, students of Jesus. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes when we uh, have people say a, their magic prayer or their prayer, you know, uh, for repentance, and they walk away and never see them again, it's like, well, where did that person go? Mm-hmm. What, what accountability do you have with that person? I think that that's the whole idea is we're trying to make them a follower, yeah. um, a student. And a student is one who's going to continue to learn. I'm still learning Yes, of course. Yes. So, any comments on that? Um, You know, as Christians, we are Christ followers. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So, we are, yes, we are to um, disciple. Now, at Speak the Word, of course, we don't have the opportunity to continue with a person on a, a... long-term basis, although uh, we have with some who have uh, been in touch with us afterwards. But we do encourage them when we're uh, talking to them, when we're witnessing to them, when we're, if we lead someone to the Lord even, uh, encourage them to find a Bible-believing church to attend. And one year, several years ago, I went to all of the surrounding churches in the San Antonio area. And I told them what we were doing, and I asked them for their literature. These are Bible-believing churches mm-hmm. that I went to. Um, so I received their information, and then we, if someone was in San Antonio looking for a church, we gave them, we told them where they could go. Uh, we gave them names of churches they could go to. So we wanted to have those resources available. And also we have a book of resources. I call it the 
um, it's a team continuity book, team leader continuity book, which has all the downtown resources like the Hope Center um, address and yeah. where people can get help if they need it, pregnancy center and places like that, and um, the names of the surrounding churches. If they're from out of town or even, I mean, we've witnessed to lots of Muslims. We've witnessed to um, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, all different. Although we cannot, um, we're with them for a short period of time. Um, We pray over them. We pray with them. And um, we pray for them after. For uh, we have a book that is a uh, prayer request book, so people will write down prayer requests throughout the the eighty hours that we're there, and we will write down names of people that we've talked to who uh, want to know more about the Lord, and we give them our phone number, we give them our website if they want more information. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. One thing I like about like Roger and Luda, the crew in, in uh, Moldova, is they will take time and, and give them Bible study, weekly Bible studies mm-hmm. to work yes. with them. Yes. And that's, you know, really, I think, really cool. There's another thing. I, w- I want to go over this really quickly. Um, it says uh, to uh, make disciples of all nations. Now, mm-hmm. in some versions, it'll say all creations. Okay, all creation. All nations doesn't mean every country. It's all people. Uh, when we talk about nations in the Bible, we're talking about different tribes of people and so forth. Yes. But when we talk about all creation, we're talking about every person. And Jesus, you know, Jesus didn't stop at the Jew. You know, also, obviously, when we're talking about all nations, all creation, he's mm-hmm. talking about every living person. Yeah. And I think that's important that we understand that if we're if we're stuck with just our tribe, if you will, or our country, or whatever it might be, you're, you're not taking the word as it says to do to go and reach out to all people. Right. I think that's really important. And then, um, one of the things I want to bring out here it says teaching them to observe. Now, the word observe is really what's interesting. We might end with this, I don't know. But to observe, literally, it's like a, uh, the Greek word is tereo, okay, which means to observe, or it has a meaning of to guard or to obey. It's an active verb. And uh, so I like the New International Version. It actually says teaching them to obey everything, and others Mm -hmm. say teaching to observe. In the Old Testament, the First Testament. Yes. (laughs) It, it, God commands them to observe the statutes, observe the law, yes. which he's saying to obey, to follow. And what we're saying, Jesus is saying here is, you need to follow everything I've taught you and teach those to follow what I've taught you. And I think that's really important because I think sometimes we look at words like observe in our thinking. It's like, oh, yeah, I can I can recognize it or I can see it and then move on and, and not do anything. Right. And I think that's where the problem lies, is that we we don't really understand that it's not something we just think it or or look at. It's something we actually follow and, and become part of. Yes, I agree. Um, 
the when we share the word of God with people, we we want to obey the two greatest commandments: love God and love others. But at the same time, um, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So it's not just about God's um, love. It's about his redemption. And what are we being redeemed from? We're being redeemed from sin. Um, And so all of us were sinners, have, you know, are sinners. So Jesus, I mean, God sent his son. John 3, 16, uh, for God so loved the world, he loved us, that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. So when we ask Jesus, when we recognize, we have to recognize that we're a sinner to know that we need a Savior. Otherwise, it's just uh, about, oh, I'm a good person. I'm good enough, you know, Um, but we're not. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Only through the blood of Jesus Christ can we know him as Savior, and he will forgive us of our of our sins, and we are reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. So that is the gospel message. It's not just Jesus loves you. You know, it's, it is that Jesus loves you, but it's also about redemption. So we don't want to just um, to be the uh, God is love folks. We are, uh, we want people to know Jesus as their redeemer and their savior. Yeah. I think it comes back to this first thing you said was, you know, it's about trusting and obeying. Yes. You know, even in John 3.16, it's interesting uh, the word believe, and I have said this on my program more than once, the word believe is an active verb. It's actually pistuo, which is the Greek verb there. And it means to like follow or act upon mm-hmm. like what, what's being taught to you, act upon the teachings. Um, so it's not, and a lot of people think that believing is just understanding Understanding God is real and understanding that Jesus did this yes. and think, oh, since I understand and recognize this, mm-hmm. therefore I must be a Christian because it says for God's Lord of the world, if I recognize or understand it is true, I'm good. And actually the, the original language and even in the Hebrew, Amon, the, the, the Hebrew word is the same thing. It's an active verb about following the teachings. Yes. And so if we, if we, even Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey me. Yes. So it's all about trusting and obeying. It is. It's all about following. It's all about that active will of doing what is taught to us. And I think that that is probably the most foundational thing in the idea of what it is to be a Christian other than to become like Jesus. You know? Yes. So, um, but I like that. I have one little scripture I want to I want to bring out. It's in 2 Timothy 4.2, mm-hmm. and it says, preach the word. Now, the word preach doesn't mean you have to be a preacher. It means to right. proclaim, proclaim yeah. the word like, like what your ministry is doing. You're proclaiming the word as you stand there at that podium, and you are reading, you are proclaiming yes. the word. 
So preach the word. And it goes on. Be ready in season and out of season. So I like it when you talk about we're there 24 hours a day in seasons during the day. Out of season is like, you know, at night when it's 30 degrees in the morning. Yes, you know? it has been. Yes. <laughs> that's that's out of season. To reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. I like that. And I think that your ministry does do this. The more I've, I, like I've seen, I've seen your uh, people at work. And I uh, read about your ministry. This is really, you've taken this, this scripture itself and you have blown it up into, it could be your, your cornerstone of, of what you are. Wow. Yes. Thank you. you know. Yes. But, you know, our purpose is to um, bring the word of God to people and people to the word of God. And, and God, we, we, are the messengers. God is the one who does the work. Yeah. He's the, he saves them. We don't. We um, just present them with the word of God and show them the love of Jesus. And, and we, we plant the seeds. Plant the seeds, water the seed. Sometimes we get to harvest. But, uh, yes, it's a... And I am just as passionate, and people who do this with us can attest, as I was the day this we first, the first time we went down there, it's just as exciting. Fifteen years later, as it was that first year. That's really cool. It is. God keeps that passion in us, you know, to um, serve Him, trust Him, obey Him, bring His word to the to be salt and light in a dark and decaying world. And I think also, I think what's really important. Um, is that because I've heard people over and over again, they'll say to me, oh, well, I've already heard that or oh, the pastor's going to be teaching this or I'm going to be teaching on something. Yeah. Oh, I've already heard that. I already know it. I read it. And it's like, you know, but you haven't if you have that attitude. Right. Because the word, as you say, the living word of the scriptures teaches us different things of the same mm-hmm message yes and you can read it at different times and the lord will show you different things through his word it is a, it's the living word of god yeah. and and, we, and people see us and they're just so taken with the idea that we're not out there pontificating we are reading god's holy word yeah they are taken by that. They are the Holy Spirit just starts working through them. It's and all around them. Yeah. And what's really cool is even in this ministry, uh, the believer's journey, and the fact I teach as well outside of here, um, I get people asking me questions, so I have to dig back into the Word. And yes. And recently, in the last couple of years, I've changed some of my thinking. Mm-hmm. Like on the like I'm teaching on the end times right now at our church, and I have a different view today than I did two years ago or three years ago, something like that, because I've dug deeper into the Word Mm -hmm. to find out, well, wait a minute, is this really something I'm learning that came from a book back in the 70s? Right. Or is this, and then everybody's bouncing off of that? Or am I actually into the Word where it's coming from the Word itself? So I've changed my view because I've changed where I'm looking. You know. The best commentary 
There's lots of commentaries out there, but the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. Yeah, because we have the Holy Spirit yes. to teach us. And God has, this is his um, complete word so yeah. that he has given to us. So we can find the answers if we just dig deep. I really believe that. And I believe that Jesus, when he told, when he mentions this, that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth and teach us all things. Yes. If we really want to know God's will, all we need to do is depend on the Holy Spirit to do those things that Jesus promised he would do. You know? Yes. This has been wonderful. Yes. Really wonderful. Yes. I'm Thank so, you, Alan, for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you came. It's been a pleasure. Um, I really hope everybody who's watching this will go and look at this ministry uh, seriously. Pray for it. Um, if you can, if you have a desire to go read out yes. loud, yes, we'd love them. to have people join us. Yes, yes. or start your own yes. uh, ministry somewhere. Um, anyway, uh, this is our time. Our time is up, and I thank you again. I bless you. And Alan Cutting and the Believer's Journey Radio Program seeks to teach the Word of God in a clear and practical manner. For more information, please visit the podcast page at am630theword.com.